Hello, this is Josh and Tyler Talk Movies. Oh, we're live? Yeah. Oh, hi. My name is Tyler. I am Josh. And today we are talking about the Harry Potter series. Tyler loves these movies. Um, these are Tyler's new favorite movies. He uh, does not think they're overrated at all. We're very much on the same page with these movies. Oh, yes, of course. We love them. We love, we love the franchise as a whole. Tyler loves the books. Um, what's your favorite book? Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, that's not a book. That was the book first. I so, thought that was an encyclopedia. Oh, oh. It's an encyclopedia. Oh, it's, it's literally... Oh. It's, it's like a they visual mention dictionary. They mentioned the movies, too. It's a visual dictionary, it's I think, dictionary. for, all the, for yeah. all the creatures. Yep. Um, um, I will sing my song. And oh, go then ahead. Yes, so Tear of Tyler's very non-cynical song, very well. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do kind of like semi-off the one and be like... Dun, 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 yeah, I'll do the theme for you. I'll do the theme. I don't like theme, and you can do the music over it. Yeah, sure. My name is Tyler. I'm a Gryffindor. Josh is a Ravenclaw. Hogwarts is stupid and elitist as always. I hate these movies so much. Josh likes them though. It's only because he was a stupid kid, and I don't give a fuck about kids. Fuck you. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, well, we're doing this. You're doing this because you just decided I'm gonna fucking watch all the Harry Potter. Movies. Well, I, yeah, I was already on number three, and I was like, Are you already I'm, decided it when you were on three? Oh, yeah, right. yeah, I was already on three, and I, I, I was like, I don't want to watch another film series or watch other movies while I'm watching these. Mm-hmm. It's been way too much time, so I was like, oh, I'm just gonna watch just Harry Potter, and I'll just make that my movies. It was kind of just a convenience thing. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't anything else. Just convenience. Well, I remember when we were kids, you wouldn't, you couldn't see these movies because. Didn't your mom think they were evil? <laughs> yeah, my mom thought they were like Satanist or something. It was like a religious <laughs> thing. I don't know. So that's I also that's, that's another big thing to bring up here. And I'm not saying this doesn't make it yeah, that that these movies don't have problems. I'm not saying they're they're flawless, but I will say they're definitely not. But I'm just saying that Tyler has no like connection. I know to these. connection. I don't have a I don't have a connection to like a, a lot of. Things. So yeah, so know that about Tyler, and know that before you go into this, that Tyler's not gonna give a. Because we were talking about like DComs the other time, and I said like I don't watch anything Disney. No, I didn't. So he doesn't. He doesn't. He has no passion for Harry Potter. I have no childhood. So if you, all I have is Star Wars. If you are offended <laughs> by this, just know Tyler doesn't mean anything by it. He's just looking at these things by, by his own, watching my, them my now. Adult brain. Adult brain. He doesn't like them, and that's you know opinions. He has opinions, and that's not okay. terrible though. They're, they're not terrible. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're not just terrible. A, they're just a fart. <laughs> <laughs> They're like they're like a fart that like ends up not smelling. So it's like uh, so it's like so it's like ah oh, you hear like oh yeah that person farted but like it doesn't smell so you're like okay it wasn't that bad mm-hmm. okay thank god like at least it wasn't a bad fart it wasn't like the Transformers franchise. <laughs> so I'd still call them a fart though just a okay. not smelly one. Cool. Did you wanna you wanted to talk about JK oh, Rowling yeah. first because well, everybody um, hates her. Oh yeah, so we're doing this at a time where I think people are actually more willing. You're in a good you're lucky right now. Because we're in a point right now where people are a little willing to be more critical about Harry Potter, I think, because J.K. Rowling is not not doing good. Um, do you do you know about this whole thing? I know that she is a supporter of gays and a feminist, but she's just she does not like trans people, which is like 
which is really weird. It's like a very like that's like a that's like a that's like a section of people. Like it's a very small amount of she, people. She she apparently according to her, is uh she's a high class member of, a, of an organization called Turfs, I believe. Which it are, sounds like a cult. It sounds like a cult. Yeah. It sounds like Scientology. But Turfs are trans exclusionary rad, radical feminists. Um, Tyler's face right now, and basically she is on a crusade to say that trans people aren't people and that. Uh, trans women aren't trans women aren't women. Trans men aren't men. It's 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 really it's pretty absurd and um, sad. And the fact that she keeps doubling down on it when she is constantly, you know, told by the trans community that she is wrong, and told by you know high-ranking government officials that she is wrong, she just will not back down. It's also like. Like, why are you talking about this? this like, you're you're a fucking right. author of Harry Potter. Like, who gives a shit what you think about any of this fucking stuff? Well, she, like... her. Cause, do you know J.K. Rowling's story? Like, her life story? I, I remember, like, hearing some, like... It sounded like a fucking myth. I remember, like, hearing, like, how she wrote Harry Potter. And I was like... It sounds like a myth, like a fairy tale. Well, like, she people were like, "Oh, she was on a plane, and there was, like, napkins, and she wrote, like... It wasn't... It, well, it was on a plane, but she would, she would literally... She... Um, was so poor living in it's it's a really inspiring story. She was she was so poor in London with her um, daughter. I believe she was even on like whatever. I think uh, probably like food stamps even at the time. Like yeah. she was really low, and I, th- I think she had just been her uh, the uh, father of a child had left, and it was crazy. That might not be true. I think, but I think that's what happened. Yeah. And apparently, she just had this idea for a fantasy story, and she just write wrote the ideas on napkins at a coffee at a cafe. You know, she could she like. Yeah. You know, and so she would just come up with these ideas in her head, and then you know she struck with the publisher. It made it big, became the biggest selling book of all time. By the time the third book was around, she got a movie deal, and then you know she became the richest. Literally, the, I think she's only second to Paul McCartney as the richest um, British person in the entire, <laughs> the richest person in Great Britain. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, because I mean, she's pretty much the owner of like this like whole like because the company doesn't own this, do they? No, it's literally she hers. She owns it. That's that's why like. Which that's a good thing. That's good. I, thing. I like I like individual creator rights. Oh yeah. yeah, and and that's what's cool too is that like that's why like Universal has the Harry Potter world. It's not a Warner Brothers thing. And that's what she because she has the right to say oh I'm gonna give them. Because I remember yeah. when Harry Potter came out, the theme park rights were the first thing, and Disney wanted Harry Potter so fucking bad. They wanted it so bad, and Jake Carolyn was like, I want a ride that does this, and Disney said, this kind of shows who kind of the kind of person Jake Carolyn is too. Disney said. No, that's not safety regulated. You can't do that. And J.K. was like, well, fuck you. Universal just said I could. Yeah. <laughs> safety be damned. And yeah. I'm going to make a Harry Potter park. So, you know, it's just pretty crazy. So, um, you know, so she's interesting. But, yeah, no, as someone who started from such a, from a, such a, a low place, too, and made it to the top, I, I, you feel like she'd be more sympathetic to people, um, especially people who are even more downtrodden than she ever could be, you know? and. Yeah. and and so the fact this whole trans this whole anti trans thing is just it's just terrible and I, I just I just wanted to like bring that up first because I feel like it's important to talk about now that we're like it's because it's kind of the only thing that people are talking about when they talk about Harry Potter right now yeah and it's crazy and and, and she hasn't made her, made any friends a lot of my friends who love Harry Potter are still like so frustrated with her and willing to be more I think everybody is because even the people who don't like care too much I think they just don't even want her fucking talking about it no it's like nobody nobody gives a shit nobody gives a shit and it's like it's it's just to me it's just so much easier to be tolerant you know what I mean like yeah. I know that sounds like a shitty like a like a like a simple thing but like yeah. wouldn't it just be easier to say hey trans women are women you just go well, for, for me okay. for me I just I just move on I just don't I don't yeah. I don't give a shit like I mean it's not it's not my realm to comment so I'm just like why the fuck you the I fuck just because, and, and what pro- the problem is that J.K. Rowling thinks she's 
It's like, I'm not fucking trans. I don't know like, how that feels. The thing about Rolling is she also <laughs> says she's not anti-trans somehow. And then it's also like, but, and she thinks what she's doing is good. She thinks what she's doing is like a progressive ideology. And that's what's scary about it is because she's a person with a huge following, a huge, one of the most influential authors in the world. And she's basically telling these people this this bullshit. So yeah, um, and it's so it is dangerous and it's scary. And she's not going to change anytime soon. But so anyway, um, yeah. I just thought that was really weird. I thought it was weird that a woman who had us recognize words like Horcrux and uh, Hippogriff uh, can't. Oh, you said that one thing, yeah. Yeah, can't 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 deal with the fact that they're different. Um, you know, touch by <laughs> she can't remember all these letters. I know, yeah. But then it's like she the LGBTQI plus. You get like, well, it's too uh, too many. I don't want to say all these names. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, you came up with the fucking word Quidditch, and it's like, <laughs> like get out of here. So, anyway, um, that's just I just thought that'd be interesting. Um, but Tyler, I want to ask you. <laughs> okay. Um. I feel like it's gonna be like a Q and A, like because well, I don't really have much to say because you're gonna say it's nostalgia. We've had this argument all this whole past week, and I I agree, I agree. I I'm definitely in the mindset that while I did laugh at some things today, when we watched Deathly House Part Two together, which we did. Um, it is hard for me to be. It's more. It's easier for me to be critical about the later ones um, because I was older at that point. Um, but it's hard for me to be critical about the novels and the first like maybe four movies. Of the franchise, um, because they are—they were such a big part of my life. I mean, I watched them constantly. Um, so this is gonna be less of a thing of me trying to defend Harry Potter. Um, I have tried. Uh, you knock me down every way, and 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 in some ways that are correct. In some ways, I understand that you know, are fair criticisms. Um, but I want to know what is your overall like rating feeling after watching this franchise the first time uh, in your. I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll tell you what my what my favorite things are about the franchise, and what my least favorite things are about the franchise. Okay. The things that I think, I'll tell you things I like first, because mm-hmm. it's uh, not like a small list. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's like all right. I like uh, the secondary characters mm-hmm. quite a bit. I like the. I don't like the main cast. I just don't give a shit. Okay. I like like the where, even though they don't really develop upon it too much. I because we were talking about during part two of Deathly Hallows. I was like, is this the last part where we see Draco? And it was like, not till like the very final yeah, scene, yeah. which, I mean, given they don't really develop his full arc mm-hmm. to the expansion that I think they could have, I have a feeling there was a couple of scenes probably missing of him that oh, there he is. probably, yeah. that he probably had more to I, I know I'm going to say this a lot and you get mad at me for saying, but like in the book it is, yeah. there's a lot more Draco. Yeah. And I do think more could have been developed to that, but I at least know what they did with his arc. Mm-hmm. That his arc is finished. I get that. Neville has the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of the second char- secondary characters because they have arcs. Mm-hmm. And then I like quite a bit of... The world building is good up to a certain point for me. Mm-hmm. I feel like they reach a point where they just kind of... They, they keep on introducing not things or places, but they introduce just MacGuffins after a while. Well, I'll they, say... Oh, sorry. Well, they, well, yeah, it's like Sorcerer's Stone, and then they get to like Chamber of Secrets, and then Prisoner of Azkaban. I think Prisoner of Azkaban for me... Maybe Gobble to Fire is like kind of like the last one where they they just kind of stop like introducing mm-hmm. things. They kind of just like start just introducing just MacGuffin, 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 and they stop like diving more into like I don't want to say the lore, but like just you know more into like the world building. Because when I saw the first movie, I don't like it, but like the one of my favorite things about it was just that I was like, oh, this is really this is an interesting world. I like this. Well, that's the thing. I will say that my criticisms with the world building, especially in the movies. Um, 
isn't the world. I love the world. I think the world's to me is pretty much perfect. The way it's set up, the way the the, the hog works look beautiful. Yeah, and, and the yeah. houses and, and just the idea of like hogs meet Diagon Alley. I love all that stuff. To me, that's really well put together. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing it's the same problem I have with a lot of sword and sorcery stories. Um, even Star Wars is um, what is the extent of the powers and at what point can a power do what mm-hmm. and at what point does a power do this and like 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 I'll just say it like right now like the Avada Kedavra spell the killing spell yeah. is maybe the weirdest thing in the world because it's like if you can just do that yeah. why, isn't, why aren't people just doing that all the time it's kind of like a get out of jail free card of a spell it's yeah. just like you just murder like, you know what I mean it's just there's so many like there's so many spells and, and they say oh they're forbidden you can't learn them but then it, you see people just using them left and right at some point when the story needs them to be so that that is where I can understand like the spells are a little like it's the same thing with the force it's like well when can well, the force do this and when can you know that's when we get into I, I, I'll get into my problems in just a minute with my like the whole franchise mm-hmm. as a whole but that, that it kind of ties right into one of them especially mm-hmm. but the um I would say another thing I like I don't mind uh oh I, I, I like I'm okay with Snape as a secondary character, too. I've always been kind of just fine mm-hmm. with him, whatever. He's confusing as fuck, and even in the final movie, I was, like, having a fucking aneurysm learning about his character. But he was cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then, um... I thought you liked Draco. Th- there's... I, s- I said Draco. Oh, you did? I said Draco and Neville. Those are my two oh, right. secondary characters. Right. I like... There are scenes from every movie I like. Mm-hmm. So I can say that there are like specific scenes I can call out and be like, I like that scene. It's not like, like a movie scene. where it's like, like, like a Rise of Skywalker. It's not like I sat through the whole film and the only things I like were secondary characters and the world building. Right. There are scenes in every single movie where I could sit there and be like, that was cool. That mm-hmm. was cool. Mm-hmm. But it, some the ones that are worse to me, they're very, very too few and far in between. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the stuff I the stuff I don't like ranges from like a ton of issues I think plagued the whole series uh, there's one where I feel like they constantly and this ties in exactly with what you were saying which is why I'm going to say this one first but they constantly feel the need to bring in um, MacGuffins and things they can use as well as spells just at the right time mm-hmm. and then they never they never want to use them ever again mm-hmm. I call it this movie has a no rules policy it's really annoying it's like I'm talking about part two in particular or everything. I'm talking about all of them. Okay, all of them have this no rules policy. So I'll take a and, and I, I know it's I know it's I know it's like done to death compared like fantasy franchises, but they're not even that many to begin with. Not even like that many big ones. Mm-hmm. And so I'm gonna take like Lord of the Rings. I'm just shot the bat. Just I'm just gonna say like one thing in that Lord of the Rings has a set case of rules. Yeah, where it's like okay. You know, there are wizards. People can do this. If you have a wizard, they can do this stuff. Uh, these other people can't do this stuff. Right. The ring of power it can only be, you know, the only person that these people will hear it whenever you put it on. You know, they, you, whenever you put it on, you turn invisible. Like, all this shit. And Harry Potter tends to pull shit out of its ass every film. And, and it will throw it into a film. Every fucking movie does mm-hmm. this, where they just throw shit out of their ass every fucking movie. And then they never bring it up like ever again basically until the plot like absolutely needs it like until there's nothing else they can do and they're like oh let's bring back that mcguffin from like eight movies ago Mm -hmm. and it's like i can't sit there and when you're introducing all this shit and it's well and just forget in the next scene that that exists Mm -hmm. i can't just sit there and be like oh that that polyjuice stuff that doesn't exist for like six more movies Mm -hmm. oh i can't sit there and be like oh the third movie has time travel 
And Hermione has that the still? Time Turner. Yeah, she still has the Time Turner by the end of the Don't third they, movie. Oh, they, they still have it? I thought they... They still have it, yeah. And I was like, so she still has it, yet she never uses it ever again? And I'm like, how am I supposed to just like accept, like, oh, next scene? Like, oh, that's just gone now. That's just not a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's how I always feel like Harry Potter's trying to treat its franchise. It's like every single MacGuffin, you're just supposed to forget it fucking existed. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and they do just pull them out of their ass. Like, it's like, I, I like for example, like I was talking about Prisoner of Azkaban, and I like that one. That one's pretty good. But like, the last 30 minutes of the movie is a fucking time travel film. Yeah, and I'm like, where the hell did this even come from? Yeah. Like, it's like they, they reach a scene where they're like, oh, how are we going to save uh, Sirius? And she's like, oh, I was taking two classes at the same time. I was using time travel. Mm-hmm. And it's like, pulls it out, and then it just becomes a time travel film. And I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, am I just supposed to go, like, to be like, oh, yeah, it's a time travel film now. Sure, cool. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And it just constantly feels like they're doing shit like that with these right. fucking movies. And yeah. um, it, it, it. The other problems I definitely have with this the main characters don't have any arcs. None of the main characters have any arcs for, like, half the fucking movies. Mm. Um, Harry Potter has one arc that is so poorly developed that it makes me want to cringe. Um, Ron has an arc in Half-Blood Prince. Doesn't have any for any of the other ones. Hermione never has an arc. And none of them have any arcs. So, it's just obnoxious. And I think that the characters don't... Like, the ending of the, the ending of part two, they feel like the exact same fucking characters I knew in the first fucking movie. I'm like, oh, Okay. They're still the same fucking people. There's nothing different about them at all. The the best, the, the, and honestly, the best one to me is the one that people shit on. I like part one quite a bit because they actually have, like, character dynamics. They all have different goals in mind. Mm-hmm. Like, like Ron is trying to rush everything. He's trying, well, well, sorry, Ron's irritated because they don't have enough info from Dumbledore. Reasonably, mm-hmm. he's irritated. And he's also been gravely injured, which explains why he's irritated. Hermione wants to wants to take everything slowly and be like, we have to we have to approach this methodically. And Harry just wants to rush everything because he feels like everything is his fault. Mm-hmm. So all of their all of their motivations make sense, and they're all combating. That's called character dynamics, and that's not in half of these fucking movies. Mm-hmm. Half of these fucking movies don't have that. It's just characters just running around gleefully, you know, just being like best bros, and it's like nothing is developed at all. Mm-hmm. And that's how I always feel with these fucking movies. I think Voldemort's lame. I, I know I know you're going to disagree with me on that, but hear me out. I found a really good comparison for this. Voldemort reminds me of the Emperor, but there's no Darth Vader. He's just pure evil. And, and I think the worst part about it to me is that in comparison to the Emperor, I enjoy the Emperor simply because I can laugh because of how much fun he's having. Which is why I laugh at that one scene in part two when Voldemort's laughing. But every single other scene is just Voldemort just whispering lines. And it is so boring to me. Mm-hmm. So it's just the Emperor, but just tamed. Mm-hmm. And it's so lame to me. And then there's no, like, Darth Vader to it or anything where it's like there's an actual character. Like, I, like I'm like, oh, this is cool. Or anything. I'm not saying there should be, like, a Master and Apprentice. Not no shit like that. But I'm just saying that this is a character that just feels like the Emperor without that's Darth almost, Vader. That's almost why I really like... Um... Half-Blood Prince a lot is because to me uh, I know we're jumping around sorry but I feel it's like fun. to me Draco kind of becomes that I'm not saying he becomes a Darth Vader I was about to say Draco's the closest that's why that. I like yeah. that and I like I think they I this might be different just because I knew where Severus was going I feel like Severus was that to me sometimes where I felt like the, that was these were characters who were conflicted and under the 
they're not a Darth Vader, and, and it's and if if we're talking about like a main villain, Voldemort is the main villain. It's not like I'm saying Draco or Severus the main villain. This is the overarching, you know, like Palpatine. Mm-hmm. But I always feel like to me, um, that that's what makes those characters so interesting to me is because they're short, they're sort of the the tormented um, pawn yeah. of Voldemort, and that's why. And again, I like knowing where because I knew where Severus was going to go. Because the seventh book came out, what, when the fifth movie came out? So I already knew, okay, this is going to go here. So I sort of was like, that's how I always kind of looked at it. Yeah. I could take the Snape thing, and if I was to compare it to, like, Darth Vader, I completely get where you're coming from. But I almost take that as, like, oh, it would be like, like, when Darth Vader, like, kills the Emperor. Like, it would be like Luke walks up to him, and then they show flashbacks of all the prequels and just go through everything within, like, five minutes. I will say, what? I will say, a lot of my issues with the later movies... Um, are not the performances. I think the actors get better. I think, um, I think the tone is good. I think it, I like that. I, I always like this. I, the thing I always liked about Harry Potter, to me as a kid, was when I when I told you about this. Harry Potter grew up with me. I always felt tonally, not so much necessarily, you know, the stories or whatever. But I mean, tonally, you can watch that last movie and watch the first movie, and you feel like this is a completely. It's, it's definitely like tonally more mature. Sure, yeah. yeah, which I always liked. What bothers me about the later ones is that I think David Yates is a terrible filmmaker. I, I, and I, oh, I, a cinematographer. And this is not me trying to be cool and I've always had this like, uh, like I've never liked Harry Potter. I've always loved Harry Potter. But I always thought when they got David Yates for Harry Potter 5 as a kid, I knew immediately like something was wrong. And I feel like with 6 and 7 and and 8, oh, 7 part 2, um... He was. He just. He just has this need for flashbacks and things that were the Harry Potter franchise. And I won't lie to you, is complicated and convoluted, and and sometimes and does break its own rules yeah. and does feel the need for over exposition. But what it does in the books really well. I'm gonna give J.K. Rowling credit, even though I just shat on her. <laughs> but but it, it allow those books are so long because it allows that stuff to breathe. It allows that stuff to go boom boom. But here's this. Here's that. And that's why. It's so weird to me that David Yates, especially in part two, that Severus Snape scene, which I always liked them rewatching it with you. I was like, oh, this is really messy. Like, this is really, like, choppy edited. And yeah. But what I always... That in the book is a, a big chunk of the book. Like, a big chunk of the book yeah. is, like, this is what happened. This is what he means. This is what he means. This is what needs to happen. It's like a big, like, little, like, yeah. section near the end of the book. They're like, we need to discuss all this. And that could itself be sloppy storytelling because you're still cutting the story to mm. tell this stuff. But at least it gets time to breathe. Mm. With Harry Potter, with Deathly Hallows Part 2, which is frustrating, he has a whole second movie that he gave to himself to tell this story, the sprawling ending. And he still makes it the shortest one. Yeah. It's like, you have all this time. Take that time. Let us sit with it, you know. Yeah. Let us, you know, even if even if you don't like the what it all means and it does break its own rules, at least if it gave me time to like breathe. Yeah. Breathe. When I read the book, it was like very. The, it's so funny. I, I always explain it like this: when I read the, when my family got the book of Harry Potter, we all Deathly Hallows, we all read it. We sat around, we read it. Yeah. We took turns reading chapters, and it never confused me as a kid, as a ten, as a nine year old. That book never confused me. Yeah. But every time I watch the movie, I'm like, wait, hold on, I gotta stop. Gotta... And you were like, <laughs> freaking yeah, out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's... And I think David Yates is just is the wrong filmmaker for that. Yeah, he's... Um, well, his films, his action scenes are filmed like a like a film student, yeah. which always weirds me out. Yeah. It's so handheld, it's all over the fucking place. It looks like somebody trying to imitate Paul Greengrass from the Bourne movies. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. 
Um, but I think one of my one of my other things was like I was, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna talk about part one, kind of mm-hmm. give it a brief little thing. People don't seem to like part one, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you exactly why I think that one is is much better. At least in accordance, like I can actually focus on what's fucking happening, mm-hmm. is because when you when I talked about how these movies have no rule policies, mm-hmm. there's just no rules. We can bend everything whenever we want. We right. can do whatever the fuck we want. It creates all these things where I'm just sitting there, just like, okay, well, like, why do I give a shit? Like a good example is like when Dobby stabbed. Yeah. I'm like, why would I give a shit when I just saw like a movie ago they they healed somebody's whole fucking wound. Mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen literally in Harry Potter where they've like healed like whole fucking stab wounds on people with a spell. And I'm just like, why would I give what a shit? What scene are you in particular? This is like in five or four. It's in one of them, but like they're literally they're showing off like all the stuff they can they can heal fractured bones with fucking spells and with, shit, with which is hilarious because because they do it with juice in one movie and then in another movie they just they, they heal a broken nose just like nothing, mm-hmm. like just with a fucking spell. Yeah. And it's like just things like that where like I'm constantly having to be reminded of like oh these things fucking exist in this universe and I'm just supposed to ignore it just for the sake of right. the plot wants me to be focusing on mm-hmm. and part one is cool to me because it takes that no rule policy and it takes Ron Harry and Hermione and takes them out of Hogwarts yes and so it goes like hey they're out in the world right. now and for one thing, you're not even supposed to be using magic in the real world, but that's besides the point. Them in the real world prevents them from having all these MacGuffins, all this stupid shit that gets thrown in 24-7. The stuff they can just constantly use just to break rules whenever they want and stuff. So they're put in this environment where they have to use just the spells they have and the wits. Mm-hmm. And that's it. They don't have any books. They don't got any fucking potions or that <laughs> shit. Yeah. And, and I can see why somebody would be like, well, that's not fantasy. That's not the world I like. But your world should have fucking rules. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that's the point of fucking storytelling. Everything has rules. When people talk about time travel in a movie, when people talk about, like, like, like you remember when Avengers Endgame came out and people were, like, confused as fuck at times about because they over-explained the time travel, like, three times in that fucking mm-hmm. movie. Um, the movies should always have pre-established rules, even fantasy. Mm-hmm. Everything needs to have pre-established rules because if you don't, it's chaotic as fuck. It's just shit happening. Mm-hmm. And it's just events happening and new things being revealed that were never talked about previously that you're like what the fuck where did this even come from mm-hmm. and like it's just all this shit like a good example is like even the ones I like I'll be watching like Half-Blood Prince and it's like they're like oh he used Hallcroxes to stay alive and I'm like well I feel like that would be the first fucking thing you would think of if that was like the one thing that would that you that helps you resurrect yourself mm-hmm. like that's the one thing that you could re- use to resurrect yourself it's like a dark lord and so like why would that not be your first go to mm-hmm. but like six movies in they mention it and he's like oh we gotta go to this cave and I'm like where the fuck did this cave come from mm-hmm. I don't even know what the fuck this is mm-hmm. I was like where like and I was like did they bring this up in the last scene I was like I feel like I just came here and like we just didn't even talk about it mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's always what it feels like it just feels like people just going places and doing things that I just don't understand half the time and and it's not that I'm sure in the books that it, I'm sure in the books it's more explained. Mm-hmm. But if you're gonna have a no rule policy, you either need to embrace it or have rules. Mm-hmm. And that's that's like one of my biggest issues. And that's why part one to me because they're taken out of all that. Even though I don't know if they can. You mean definitely Hollis part one, right? So yeah, you yeah definitely Hollis part one. Okay. Um, when. But the one thing I am still confused about is I don't know if they can teleport everywhere at any point they want. They can. They can? Well, then I'm so confused about why they're in prison and I'm just supposed to forget they can do that. <laughs> and then Dobby shows up and they can do it again. Yeah. So I'm just like, what? All right. Yeah. Like, you could have just teleported out of there. It's, it's so stupid to me. Like, it's just, I'm just, like like I said, they just did that in the last scene. I'm just supposed to forget they can do that. Yeah. 
be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. They, they can't do that anymore. It's like, all right. So is that just every single one of these movies? Am I just supposed to forget the last scene? Did, like, they not, did they not have a... Um, oh, what's it called? The thing in Goblet of Fire they grab. That Remember they... Port Key. Did they have Port Keys when they went to the... When they went, no, no, they just, they could do the thing that Dumbledore does in, like, the fifth movie for the first time, where they teleport. And it's like, because that's when the plot needs to be convenient. Mm. Oh, we need to be able to teleport now. Oh, so so we got to have Dumbledore be able to do it. And then mm. the sixth movie, like, oh, we need we need Harry Potter to be able to do it. Oh, let's just let Harry Potter do it now. Mm. And it's just like, what the fuck? Where did this even come from? I didn't know this was a thing. Like, if you just said, like, oh, only super powerful wizards can do it, then I'd be like, okay, Dumbledore can do it. Cool. Sounds good. But no, it's just like anybody can do it, I guess. No, wait. Can Harry do it himself? Yeah. When does Harry do it himself? Harry grabs Hermione's hand and does it. Oh. When? He he him, Ron, and Hermione all teleport together. Then they can't do it with Ron again because Ron's injured. And then when Ron's injured, Hermione and Harry both grab hands and they both teleport instead. Oh. Is that in part one? And then they do it then they do it again later on in part oh. one. They do it three times in part one oh. together. And yeah, it well, this is just constant it's just constant rule And that in part one's the one where they do it the most, and yet where they're put in like prison cells and I'm just supposed to expect they can't do it now. Mm-hmm. It's just so dumb to me. It's like just bad. It, it, it's I'm I'm not joking. I would just straight up say it's just bad writing. It's like I'm just supposed to forget mm-hmm. that these things just happen, and mm-hmm. that I'm just supposed to be like, oh, audience member, I'm following along. Like it's like what? Like I I can talk about for days like things I just dislike because like a good example is I go back to like Chamber of Secrets. The, the uh, going through like random ones like Chamber of Secrets. The plot doesn't start till one hour into the fucking film. Yeah, that that's insane to me. Yeah. Like that's insane. Like it takes them longer to get to Hogwarts and Shab- Chamber of Secrets than it does in Sorcerer's Stone. Uh-huh. Like what the fuck? What was I doing for the first hour of the movie? It's like I was doing nothing. Like there was nothing going on. The plot doesn't start till the cat's dead on the wall in the chamber. So you could start the fucking movie with that, and that would be more interesting to me. Like it is insane to me yeah. that these movies do things like that. And it's like the third movie. I think it's the first decent one in the whole fucking franchise, which is why I think everyone's obsessed with it. But then the last thirty minutes of it's a time travel film, which by the way has pre-established rules that they break before they even start doing time travel, because they say they say they say it's really funny actually when you're like it's really funny the moment you think about it, but. Hermione literally says, she's like, oh, I've been taking two classes at the same time using this. And then, like, one, like, literally, like, maybe a minute later, she's like, she's like, we can't be spotted by anybody at the school or else this fucks everything up. And I'm like, well, you've been going to another class this whole fucking time. Yeah. I'm like, what? I was like, why did you pre-establish that rule and then you just broke it, like, ten seconds later? Yeah. But no, I'm supposed to forget about it. Sorry, I, I just forget scenes as I just see them. I just don't remember anything. Things just happen. I'm just having fun listening to you rant. I, I don't. I don't even have anything to say. What is, what is, it, what is this like? Like, like? like, okay, all right, all right. Let's do this. All right, fucking Sorcerer's Stone. It's a dumb kids movie. Stupid kids movie. It's fucking stupid as fuck. I don't care. Every fucking scene, people make the most nonsensical fucking decisions. Who the, the like? Let, let's give one example. I come along right off the top of my head. Let's talk about the fucking chess match. Oh, that's hilarious. That was the most laughable shit I've ever seen in my whole fucking life. So they're, they're all supposed to be chess pieces. Fucking Ron gets on top of one for God knows what reason, but Hermione and Hermione and Harry are both actual chess pieces. And we're supposed to believe what Ron's going to die when he gets hit by a chess piece. But instead, when he gets hit, he just falls over. That doesn't make any fucking sense. This is the dumbest shit I've ever fucking seen in my life. They're all like screaming like, No, Ron's going to sacrifice himself. And I'm like, are you yelling because he's sacrificing the piece or he's going to fucking die? Right, and then the it just one. falls second, off. Second. All right, second one. Plot doesn't start till an hour fucking end. That's okay. just shit in the first place. Third one. All right, third one. The fucking time travel shit for the last 30 minutes. Completely different fucking movie for 30 minutes straight that breaks its own rules almost instantly before they even start time travel. Fourth one. 
Fourth one, fucking Cedric shows up and he's the dumbest fucking character. He's lame as fuck and then he dies at the very end. They're meant to be emotional about it because we have to introduce characters who die in every fucking movie and every single movie has to have a professor who has to be a part of the plot twist because if we don't have that, then we don't have a Harry Potter movie because fifth every one. single one fifth has one. to have a professor with fifth a plot one. twist. Fifth the fifth one, Order of Phoenix, it has to do with how he's so alone. He's so separate. He's having nightmares. Oh, he's not connected to anybody. Yet he's building up a team as a leader. That doesn't make any fucking sense. That completely contradicts itself. And also the very beginning of the movie feels like something I could have filmed better and I'm not even in fucking film school. It's the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. And also, on top of that, how the fuck are you going to give me a whole plot where he's supposed to feel alone and separate yet all of his friends are around him 24-7 he's building up a whole fucking team and he's supposed to go against Voldemort by accepting he has friends even though he never was separated from them in the fucking first place. The beginning of the movie is no different from the fucking end. He just realizes he had friends. That's it. That's the only thing. Is dumb. The whole movie contradicts itself the whole entire time. You want to know how you could have done this? It's the easiest fucking thing ever. It's called filmmaking 101. You could have had him literally tra training the team and just had him be a shitty leader because he feels all alone. And this is the middle chapter of the whole fucking franchise. So you could have done like a dark chapter where maybe he's away from his friends too. Maybe he lashes out at them because he has his Voldemort inside of him. Maybe he lashes out at them. They separate from him. He's training the team and the team, he just sucks at doing it. And then he realizes through teamwork since the fucking kids movie that he is better off with them. Oh, look, an arc that I already wrote for Harry Potter in the fifth fucking movie that doesn't even have an arc for him. Six. Oh, the sixth movie? What was it? Half-Blood Prince? Is that the sixth one? It's the sixth one. Oh, that's the sixth one? Um, sounds all right. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. That one's all right. I don't care. That one's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty stupid sometimes, but I mean, it's fine. I don't seven, seven part one? You already mentioned Yeah, that one's alright. Seven part two? Seven part two is just fucking utter just shit. It's just, <laughs> it's just garbage. It's garbage being thrown at the screen. Fan service 24 time. The spiders show up. The, the, all these characters that you know and love that nobody gave a shit about that you saw four, four movies ago died. Oh, you want to know another thing about this fucking franchise? I'll fucking, I'll, I'll go off, dude. I don't give a fuck. All these fucking Harry Potter fans, go fucking read your damn books. You, if you have to tell me in a franchise that I have to read a fucking book, then you are fucking stupid. If you, I'm not fucking with you. If you have to tell me that I have to goddamn read a book <laughs> to understand a film, you are dumb. I do not have to, I do have to read a fucking book to understand a damn movie. Mm -hmm. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my whole fucking life. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, actually, no, I had something else with this whole fucking franchise. Actually, yeah, here we go. Oh, there's more? Cool. Yeah, yeah, so here we cool. go. So you, every single time I read a fucking critic review for this fucking stupid-ass franchise, I always read that they're like this. Oh, oh, it's a coming-of-age story. It's beautiful because you see these people grow up. Because now, I guess, a coming-of-age story is just people growing up, like, physically. It doesn't have anything to do with any, like, arc or anything. It's just them physically growing up. I guess mm -hmm. that's just a coming-of-age story now. Mm -hmm. No, but they're like, oh, it's a coming-of-age story. It's beautiful. You want to know what? I'm going to compare this to... Please um, do. I'm going to compare it to fucking Spider-Man. Okay. Any Spider-Man movie. I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. Just don't pick three, and that's it. You can pick fucking Amazing Spider-Man for all I fucking care. All right? I'm going to pick about that fucking franchise. Any one of those fucking movies. You want to know how people go like, that's a coming-of-age story. I'm going to go back. You keep talking, though. I'll be right back.
I keep going. Keep no, going. No, no. I, I, I can hear all of it. I just gotta take a quick shit. No, go ahead. No, no go ahead. No, go ahead. You gotta take a quick shit. No, go ahead. Keep talking. Keep you gotta talking. take a shit. I gotta take a shit. Keep going, but keep talking. I'm not doing it. Keep recording. Just keep talking. I'm listening. I swear to God, I'm listening. Keep I going. hate you. Keep going. Keep going. I hate you. I'm listening. You're not listening. You're gonna be three rooms away. I don't even have my phone, so I don't. I'm listening. I'm listening. Just talk loud. I can't do it when nobody's here. Talk to it. Just say it. I'm, I'm right there. I can't do it when nobody's here. I'm gonna skip this segment. And everybody always tells me, why are you so mad or why are you so mean to the things that people like? It's because it sucks. It sucks. It does and they know it. And they just don't want to ever accept it. And they just want to live in their little fairy tale land where everything is just amazing. It's, Star Wars is great. Harry Potter is great. Indiana Jones 4, that, it's underrated. Spider-Man, Marvel, it's all just glorious. It's beautiful. It's so eye-opening. It's magical. It's balls. Hey, can we, can I, can I ask you something? Yeah. Can, I want, I'm still talking for the podcast right now. Yeah. Can, can we kind of like change this, 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 Got what we're talking about here and kind of, kind of flip it? And what this conversation is going on? Uh, what, what I mean is, I think your anger with Harry Potter. Warren's oh well, okay, okay, hold on. Okay, fine. You can say what you want to say, but I still want to say my uh, my my because there actually is a big franchise complaint I have. That's I feel like would make the movies a lot better. Constructive. Okay. Well, you you go ahead and say that, and I will. Wait. Okay. My constructive criticism of Harry Potter is that you're making a coming of age movie. You are. The whole series is meant to be a coming-of-age story. Mm-hmm. And I get it. It's people going to school and shit like that. One of the biggest problems that plagues this franchise, and this is actually one of my exceptions with Six. This is why I actually like Six quite a bit. Is that you rarely have a balance. And this is what I was going to compare to Spider-Man. You rarely have a balance between me ever feeling like that they're trying to balance the plot and some daily life. You don't ever feel like that, like, oh, Harry Potter, Hermione, and Ron... It's like, you know, like, let's say Hermione and Harry are both like, we got to go do this for, for the plot. Like, we got to go, we got to go stop this person. And Ron's like, I, I can't, I can't miss like all my classes that day and stuff like that. You never, and I'm not trying to act like it's like, oh, they're going to put classes above all this other shit. But like, that's the whole other point of balancing daily life with all this fucking, you know, plot shit. You're supposed to have a balance. And it always feels like what they do is like the first 10 minutes have a couple of classroom stuff. And then they just, they're like, the rest of the movie's just plot. And then at the end of the movie, it's like, oh, we graduated. We're done with another year. And it's like, I don't feel like you guys did anything at school. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Other than the plot, yeah. They didn't, they, all they did was just the plot. It's like, what did you guys learn? What did you guys do? See, that's why I like Goblet of Fire, though. Goblet of Fire... Because I, I, like, I like that it has Yule Ball and it has all this other stuff. I like all that stuff. Because yeah. to me, it's like, it's making, it's a school. Like I, That one intertwines the plot and coming-of-age stuff. Uh, uh, the second best to me. Okay. Because the Half Blood Prince, the reason why I like it is because things that are intertwined to the plot make like perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like a good example is they're trying to find out who to take to the professor's dinner that Harry's trying to get close to. And, you know, like Ron's trying to figure out if he wants to invite Hermione, if he's going to. Are talking about they go to Slughorn's party? Later? Yeah, yeah. When they're talking about they're going to. He's either going to bring Hermione or uh, or the hot chick. Yeah. And it's Ron trying to decide. Which Hermione's trying to decide who she's going to bring besides Ron because Ron Ron goes after the hot girl or whatever um, that he likes, and that all fits in with coming of age story elements. But it all fits in with the plot. 
It's like, oh, we got to go to this dinner because Harry's got to get closer to this guy. Right. So that's the plot. And you have all this coming-of-age story stuff happening around it. That makes sense to me. There's also, later on in the movie, there's a great scene. It's actually probably one of my favorite fucking... Even though it's so... It's it's dumb still. It's got a dumb little bit, but it's... it's it's I like the... The... Uh, um, double entendre that it's meant to be representing but there's the whole entire unbreakable vow and they're talking about it on the train oh I love that yeah. and and they're like they're like what happens if you break an unbreakable vow and it's like oh you die and it's meant to be like this really like you can't break that and in in the forefront is the heart that the that the, that the girl makes mm-hmm. and she writes like Ron and like he obviously doesn't want to be in that relationship right. but he's like stuck in it because he made that vow I mean, like he, vow, yeah. and I think everybody's kind of been in that situation where one person liked one person more than the other right. and it's like you feel like an obligation like oh well, I, I agree I, like, yeah. I did go into this yeah. like I have to I either have to see it through or I have to I have to mm-hmm. you know be the better person or whatever and um Ron doesn't know what to do because that's that unbreakable vow for him. Mm-hmm. So it's that coming-of-age story elements fitting in with the plot. Mm-hmm. That's the way you do it to me. Whereas most of these movies just feel like 10 minutes worth of classroom stuff that all is exposition for the plot. And then they just move into the plot mm-hmm. and then nothing else happens. Then none of these movies feel like a year. So at the very end of the movie, they're just like, done with another semester. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay. You didn't do anything related to any of your coming-of-age elements. Which is why I don't think any of these movies feel like coming-of-age stories. Mm-hmm. Um... Also, doesn't Harry, like, win the Goblet of Fire and he doesn't get anything, even though they said you get, like, eternal glory and shit? Yeah, well... You get, like, riches and stuff. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. I guess it, it kind of... Because the kid gets... And they're like... Well, because well, the, the, the Goblet was a port key, wasn't a... Yeah, but they say that there. like when you when you win, you get like oh. all this shit, and and they all and like they're like, oh, well, don't you want all this? And it's like he doesn't get any of it, and then they um they try to make a point where they're like, oh, like the rules say that like if your name's in this thing, which is that's such a dumb fucking system, whatever. But like they're like if your name's in this thing, we have to pick you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, didn't you just make a rule if you below like seventeen, you can't be in it? And I was like, so do, does that rule just override like what? It's like you just made a rule where if you're below the age of 17, you can't be in it. Right. But then yet, if your name's in it... So it's like... So you're saying like... If, that's like saying like... Oh, if you're... Wait, I'm, I'm confused. Are you upset because... Because... To me, they, it's they, like, put, they put a curse around the thing where you can't if you're 17. And the reason Harry gets in is because some guy puts him in there. He's not... He yeah, but like anybody can do that then. That, that to me is like saying like... Oh, if you're below the age of 21, you can't buy alcohol. But if I just have an older person walk in right. and buy okay, alcohol, okay, it's okay. like... Oh, that okay, makes okay, it legal. That makes it is. It's like, it's like... Oh, if you're just overriding I think, rules. It's just weird to me. I think, I think you're on to something in the sense that... The rule breaking is just absurd to me in these movies. I, uh, it's insane. It goes like off the chains like multiple times. Mm-hmm. Where they're just like going... And there's some really unique things. I do like how some of the things are Hawcroxes. But these movies are so reliant on just things just being like we were talking about part two like why the fuck does the first golden snitch have a resurrection right, stone in right. it it's like why mm-hmm. like and, and people could be like people could pull out some shins of the books that says why or whatever but like in the end of the day it's literally just the golden snitch he caught in his mouth in the first movie mm-hmm. like how the fuck are you gonna tell me that it just says a resurrection stone in it mm-hmm. like it just doesn't make any sense to me at mm-hmm. all and it was never explained until the final movie and it doesn't mm-hmm. have an explanation they just say it's in it it's like oh okay Unless there was some offbeat, just random line that is a that's a plot point, and I still don't even know what that even had to do with the plot because like was that why he came back to life? Because it wasn't. It didn't. It didn't serve any purpose. I'm it was, up. Because I'm curious. I'm not. Because I'm not he, he's, wrong. I'm just yeah. No, it's fine. It's like 
He came back to life, and I have no idea how he came back to life because they say in a movie, no spell can bring anyone back. That's like the one rule they establish. That is the one rule they establish. Nobody who is dead can come back to life mm-hmm. due to spells. And so I'm like, well, if there's a resurrection stone, then like, yeah. And, and also, you can't just have the. You can't. There's the resurrection stones, there's the Hawcroxes, there's all this shit. So it's like you're even. There are spells where you can come back to life. I don't know. And there are people who be like, they're forbidden spells. Like, we don't know about those. But it's like, they're still fucking things. You can't just tell me nobody can come back to life and then people can. I will say that image, though, of the of the all the weird shit. Like, I love some of the weird stuff. Like, Chamber of Secrets. I think the first scene that I loved in a Harry Potter movie, which is weirdly enough Chamber of Secrets, even though it's one of my least favorites, is the part when he visits the spider and it's like this massive, like, practical effect. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the spider just sitting there like, oh, you could not leave this place. It's this is something, awesome. you're going to hate this, because um, I, I remember it in the book. And it's, it's really well explained in the book, and you're going to hate how David Yates didn't do it in the movie. Okay. Well, I'm just going off the movies, but yeah, if you can read it, I don't care. And I'm not, I'm not saying this is... Yeah, I know. Good. I, I know, not, I know I'm just saying this is why I, I it made more sense to me as someone read the book. Well, yeah, I know you have a brain. I know you're not just gonna tell me go read the book, you moron. No, I'm not saying. Yeah. I, 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 and I, and let me let me clarify and say I think Deathly Hallows Part Two is not great. Like I don't think I think it's a weaker one of the weaker movies for sure. Um, and I think it it as someone who Deathly Hallows is my favorite book of the series. So to me, it's like the thing the the way it rushes things in Part Two really frustrates me. So I, I, I to an extent I can hear where you're coming from, but. Harry isn't truly dead after he's killed by the hand of Voldemort because his mother sacrificed the magic that protected him all his life, you know this, is still alive in Voldemort's veins because he took Harry's blood to regenerate and come back to um, after the remember when he took Harry's blood in um, Goblet of Fire? Oh. That's why Harry's blood is still in Voldemort's veins, so he still lives. So why does he come back to life then? Just because his blood is in his veins? Because he's still... Hold on. That's a... How does Harry come back to life with the regulation? It works for the one who possesses it, or at least has possessed it only, so there would be a strong desire to keep so it. So there's still no point to the resurrection stuff. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, like, I, I don't know, to me, like, I don't need a logical explanation. I just need something that's like, oh, well, you're going to add, like, a resurrection stone to these movies. It might as well come into play. That sounds like just more of, like, just a, it's called a resurrection stone. That should just be what brings him back. I don't care. Like, it's already a dumb thing as it is. You might as well make it applicable to the plot. Right. Yeah, Harry, Yeah. he killed the Horcrux, but not Harry. Because, yeah. Because that makes sense. That made perfect sense. How did he even destroy a Horcrux? He didn't have the sword or, or the fang or anything. So can, can Harry's Horcrux just get destroyed by anything? That's what I mean. I'm just supposed to forget the last scene. Be like, oh, the, the fang isn't in this scene. The sword's not, but the Horcrux can still be destroyed. Could the Elder Wand is powerful. That's literally what it is. I'm supposed to forget everything. I'm just supposed to be like, oh, the major plot points of this story. Let me just forget about them and just go along with it because for the sake of plot progressing. I could watch Jupiter Ascending with that fucking mentality and I'd be happy. Duh. Oh, it's so cool. You have hover boots. Um... That's the thing, at the end of the day, like, no matter what anybody can tell me, unless you're going to tell me, read the book, somebody, they have to admit that's dumb. Like, you cannot just tell me, like, that, that makes sense to me. Like, it's like, really? Like, don't, I was like, don't lie to me. Like, you, I get it, you read the book, if you, if you want to tell me, like, I like it, I read the book, it fits in with the book for me, it's fine. 
that makes perfect sense to me. I will move on. Or if you want to tell me it's a childhood thing, whatever. But you cannot just tell me that just makes sense because mm-hmm. it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It just breaks rules left and right. It's like it does not make sense. And so people people cannot just tell me like, oh, that that's a, that's a, that's a really good scene. I don't know what you're talking about. It's like I, I don't like no. Yeah, no, I, I, sense. I, 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 I agree. I, I agree in the sense that as a movie, as its own film, as a 120, what, 130-minute movie, yeah. it, doesn't, it, it, it doesn't work on its own. And they have plenty of time to do this. That's, the thing. that's, what, that's what's frustrating me about Deadly Hallows Part 2. And like, like my, Deadly Hallows Part 2 may wind up being my least favorite. Really? The more I think about it, because with that's with, a lot of people's favorite too. That's a pretty big, I, which I know, and I just, I remember when I was a kid, and this is not me saying it to be cool. I, I liked it when I was a kid. I, I said that straight up. No, I, I enjoy it. I mean, I enjoyed it, but upon rewatching it, I think it's like Sorcerer's Stone to me is a kids' movie. Yeah. Like I don't I and I have I have affinity for it because I loved it as a kid. Mm-hmm. Same with Chamber of Secrets. I think they're both really yeah. good kids' movies. I think Prisoner of Azkaban. I'm gonna get more into my opinions now, just because. I'm not. Oh, saying, absolutely. I'm just saying, it is hard. It is hard for me to criticize these movies. I will ask you right off the bat, and this is this is something that you can go into with also your opinions. But after, because you didn't watch a lot of these for this for this. No, I've seen thing, so many. You've of seen, them. She's seen them multiple. The times. only ones I haven't seen are probably the more recent ones. Do you think that after like this conversation and after after watching part two again and thinking like less of it out of a sense? Do you think that rewatching the old ones, it's going to be kind of awkward for you? No, um, I'll tell you why. Because why the only reason is because I have not watched Deathly House Part One or Two that much. Okay. I have seen. I I I watched. Dude, I watched Prisoner of Asthma like two weeks ago. Okay. It was on TV, and I watched the whole thing. Like, like I grew up with these movies. Yeah. Like, it is. It is really hard. Well, me. I meant that. I meant. I'm saying that. Like, I guess you could say like, like there's going to be. Not a detachment from, like, your childhood love for them or anything like that, but there's going to be, or even, like, your love for them in general, but, like, there's going to be a sense of, like, like notice to... to I never... Let me make it clear. I never thought Harry Potter was, like, the greatest story. I never thought Harry Potter was, like, perfectly put together. Like you know, people treat it like a fucking William Shakespeare. I don't, I don't think it's oh. that great. I mean, I love it, and, and, and it, it was... And, you know, I will use the childhood crutch, and I will use the... the you know the books. Yeah, I. Although to be fair, I haven't read all the books. I've read one, five, six, seven, not two. So any any complaints you have about two, three, four, I can't. You can't be like read the book. I can't because I never read. The books. <laughs> read the so books. I've only I've only read. So that's that's probably gonna piss a lot of people off. But I've only read one, six, one, five, six, seven. Um. Uh, but yeah, I. I don't know. I mean. To me, I love these movies. I do not talk about them, or I was I, I I was caught in the hype, and the hype was fun, and it was awesome, and I still love the movies, and I still have a huge connection to them. I cannot. I am not the guy you come to though for Harry Potter lore. I'm not the guy. It is not like a Star Wars to me. Yeah. So I I in that sense, no, it is not like I am like protective of it you know like this is the greatest thing I mean you know there are things that as a kid I thought were cheesy in Harry Potter 1 I mean my dad quote the line where um, Professor Quill who turns out to be Voldemort is getting destroyed and he goes what is this magic like there's just goofy shit like that it's just funny Um, but 
I do, I do tend to, the, the good ones stick with me, and I think Prisoner of Azkaban's really good. I mean, I think Prisoner of Azkaban, as I grow older, really becomes my favorite. Um, I love the relationship between Harry and Sirius. I love the relationship between... Sirius is the best part about it. I love the, I love the relationship between Harry and Lupin. The, the dark arts professor. Because I love this idea that, like, Harry is looking for this one man who thinks he can be a father figure. That, Lupin is one of the more interesting professors because he's not necessarily, like, a bad No, guy he's not at thing, all. And is, that's, he's that's, just kind of more of, like, a built-up I love that. And, like, I, lo- I love those scenes where, like, I love Prisoner of Azkaban. That, that's the thing to me. Is the, he falls short of what he is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's what I, that's what, to me, the... The good, the, to me, the good movies stuck with me so much that I just, I really love. It, it made me love Harry Potter as a whole. Like Prisoner of Azkaban to me is is amazing. I love the relationship between him and Lupin and how the whole movie basically makes you think Harry, this is going to be his new father figure. Like this is Lupin is the man. He, yeah, he's like studying. With he's him. Studying with him. He's the only man who cares about. He's the only man who. who Backs up Harry when when he needs to talk about his mother and, and it's really it's really beautiful. I did like how he runs away in that one. Yeah. I was like, so I was like, I don't want to see this fucking family right now. No, I no, I don't. And I, it's it's great. And I, that opening is really fun. And I think that's just a really I love the night bus, the bus that you know, yeah. like I, I think I think I think it goes on a tad bit too long. It does, yeah, it does. Good. But it, you yeah, know, I mean, it's a fun scene. It's a fun scene, and I, I just I love I love the bait and switch of, of Snape of, of Severus or I'm sorry of Sirius. Goddamn, of Sirius to me, damn yeah. asses. Um, because to me, I didn't know, I didn't read Harry Potter at that point when that movie came out. So like when Sirius Black winds up being the, the good guy, it's like a really cool. That was cool. That was, that was the best twist in the whole series. Because you're like, cause that really was, as a kid, you know, there was, I, mean, I remember it was the coolest, the really cool ad campaign because you would be at like bus stops when I lived in Denver and they just have the big wanted Sirius Black, you know, and you're like, oh, he's the bad guy. He was the new Harry Potter bad guy. You know, the post, the trailer was really creepy yeah. and. Um, Halfway into the film, it's like no, no he's not, and not only is he not, he, 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 I think Gary Oldman's just tremendous in it. And uh, I don't know, I the guy who's disguised as Ron's rat for twelve years, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is which is which is I don't, I'm not going to criticize. It. Like it's kind of dumb, but like it's it's fine. It's funny. It's, I think it's, 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 it's enjoyable. It's, it's a fun. good. It's charming that fits in with it. See, I I think that's the thing. That's why I give a lot of Harry Potter. Uh, a pass is because to me I, I find the world so charming yeah I love I love this world I, I well the world's definitely more charming than the first four yes but, yeah. but I also feel like I just I, unlike you I like the main characters I like Ron I like Hermione I like Harry I, I, I agree that they are they are a group of characters they're char- static <laughs> they're, sure they are a group of characters that you that you exact you know exactly where they're gonna end up because they don't change much from there where they begin. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I I like their dynamic. I mean, I think Emma Watson's a really bad actress up until the sixth movie. I think she's really bad. But I think they still have a really fun dynamic, and I like being with them. It's, well, I it's, think their dynamic is shown off the most in four, six, and seven. Yes, those are the ones. That four, yeah, that's it was the, the reason I like four a lot. Um, I like three too, though, because you get to kind of see. Um, I like Hermione and uh, Hermione and. Uh, Harry. See, that's what I like because like, I think because I think the right, later movies kind of focus so much on Hermione and Ron, understandably because they eventually become. But even part one, like they go away and they're like, together for quite a while. I yeah, like I like that too. And, and and three, I love. I I actually really like the time travel sequence segments of three because I think it's cool. I just think it feels like it feels weird, but I like way. I like it because I like the two of them, and I like their dynamic. You like how it ends? How they walk into the room and they're disappearing, and then Ron's like, "How did you?" 
Yeah. I like that. I like three, too, because it doesn't end... Your problem with the other ones, they all end with end of the year, yay. I like three because the year just goes on. Yeah. Hey, you know, he just he, it ends with him getting. I feel his, like that's how they should. End. He ends with him getting his broom and just that's the end of. None it. of them feel like the end of a year. Yeah, it's like I feel like a lot of them should just end with like we're going back to school. Because, because, you know? yeah, yeah. No, that's I agree. With you that. could even start off one of them, or like one of them could be like the first like like 20, 30 minutes mm-hmm. is like you know like them adjusting to like actual school life and being like, damn, like nothing's gonna happen mm-hmm. this year, and then something yeah. kind of comes in and be kind of cool. But, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I um. I understand your criticism. I, I even agree with a lot of it. But do you do you do you still? Because you were mentioning the other day, and I'm curious. Because if you do, I I just would I would I would I guess I would just want to like hear like somewhat of an explanation. Mm-hmm. But like if you don't, uh, that's also understandable. But you were saying the other day about how you you feel like that my criticisms are going to be somewhat just be more personal. Do you still feel like that? I'm I'm just curious. It's not at all meant to be like. No, I don't. I'm not trying. I do in the sense that you and I are very different film watchers in general. Yeah. Because you and I respect this about you. I think I think it's one of the things that I, that I really like about our friendship is that you are able to, especially as you get older, you're able to watch a movie and go, okay. And and I wish I was good good at this because I would go, okay, like that is set up, like that that's set up that needs to be paid off, you know, yeah. and. I love setup and payoffs, and I love, but I also am definitely manipulated by emotion, by real yep. genuine emotion. You told me during part two, it was really good. It was really good um, kind of analysis. You were like, you were like, they will take emotion over uh, logic, yeah, over which I don't, logical. which I don't think is. I'm not saying that's inherently bad. Because I'm not saying as a criticism, think, yeah, because I, there are so many movies I love. Some I, I, you know, one of the things I hate. I'm not saying you're doing this, yeah. but one of the things I hate when I watch a movie is I'll watch. I, I use this as a gamble all the time. I, I lived with a roommate, good guy, but he always, it was always logic. It was always he was an engineer major, and oh. it. There's plenty of things in these movies that I, I give a pass because I don't I don't I right. don't think I don't think it breaks the films. Sure. It's like like I, I made an example where I'm like, oh, there's plenty of points where I feel like they could like I could pull out shit out of my ass and be like a total dick. I could be like, oh, they should just fly brooms everywhere. Mm-hmm. Why don't they just do that? Mm-hmm. Why are they walking everywhere? Or like when people say, Lord I could Rings. Be, yeah, Lord of the Rings, why, why are they shoot the eagles? Yeah. I think that shit's so dumb. I could take. I was talking about. The charming stuff in these movies, I I could take like the fir- the first movie. I love this. Yeah, I thought the fact that the family moves to a fucking island just to prevent him from going to school is hilarious. That is I think funny. It's so fun. That's really. That I, think is, really is that? the... I think it's charming. Yeah, it's because he fucking moves to this lighthouse yeah. shitty <laughs> shitty house in the middle of nowhere just to be like Harry. You can't go to that. That's a great. School. Yeah, it's a great visual gag. And and it's. It's so charming, and I love that. And 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 that's it's so illogical. It doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. at all. But I don't give a shit. That was fun mm-hmm. to me. There's a lot of stuff like that in these movies that I will give a pass. I'm a hundred percent okay with. I'm just not okay when you bring in things that are supposed to be like a part of this rule set now, and then you just want to bend, break, go all around the place. My thing. I'll, I'll use this example because this is a big one, and this is one I'm very guilty of. When I saw uh, Rise of Skywalker the first time. Remember I texted you and I said, that was a fun movie. And you were like, what the fuck is wrong with those? The big so, so that was the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. And you, and, you, and you called me and I was like, what'd you think? What'd you think? And you're like, oh, I hated it. Like, I really hated that movie. And I was like, what? And then, and then I like thought about it and I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. And I looked back and I was like, oh. to me, the difference with Harry Potter is there is a lot of like setups that don't go anywhere, rules that are broken. To me, though, Harry Potter... <laughs> um, 
is consistent in breaking its rules because it's all every to me every movie feels like a new one. Yeah. To me, I, there was a point as a kid. I'm like, there's a point when I watched it, and it, not not that I told myself this as a kid, but I just mentally I always think that was in that movie. It's probably not gonna be in this movie. That was in that movie. Like at least with Harry Potter, yes, it is not always consistent, but it's not like a Star Wars where massive things are set up. Mm-hmm. Massive character developments are set up that that could change the course of. I'm talking about Last Jedi. I'll, just fuck it, I'll say it. Yeah. It's like Last Jedi. You set massive character developments to say this character needs to be this. This character is doing this, and this is going to happen. And this is this is where we're going. This is the order. This is the order of where it's going to go. And then last and then Rise of was fuck all that. Like fuck that. We're doing this now. That's frustrating to me. What doesn't frustrate me as much is these past two movies set up this power. They're not going to use this MacGuffin in this movie, even though it would make total sense to use this MacGuffin. It makes really dumb a lot of the, to me though. It, that doesn't as long as it's not betraying the characters. See, I would I would comment on that by saying because I actually want to mention Rise of Skywalker and mention because we can't go one podcast without talking about Star Wars. No, of course, tonight Star Wars, man. Dude. But, um, <laughs> but uh, the I like to compare the MacGuffins, the things I don't like, and the things that I will accept about Harry Potter. To talk about Rise of Skywalker, you we mentioned something like um, a good example is like I could mention how the fact that the Empire never has light speed for some reason, mm-hmm. which is fine. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bother me at all. I don't care. It's a it's a logical inconsistency, and it's not. They don't have it until the fucking ninth movie. Right. But like, I don't give a shit. It's fine. They don't have it with any of the Tie Fighters. But when you introduce like Force healing. And that plays such a pivotal role in the mm-hmm. plot. Yeah. That's when I'm like, I fucking hate this. Yeah. This isn't in any other fucking movie. This is stupid. Mm-hmm. And it's not like the projection thing from Last Jedi. Because they mentioned like, that is that's like, built that is up like the entire... That's built up the whole film. The effort will kill said, you. Like, the and... effort will kill you. It is, it is detrimental. And so I know why people don't do that in the past mm-hmm. movies. Whereas, that's how I feel about Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Like, I see a lot of things where I just see them like, eh, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Move on. Like, I'm not going to question any of this shit. But then when I get the things that feel like they're they're just set up for the plot, like it's it's directly related to the plot, and then it's either never used ever again, never brought up ever again, mm-hmm. doesn't have any payoff, or it's so like subtly paid off. You're talking about all these characters who die in part two that they just show their dead corpses really quickly. It's like, what the fuck? I would have never known who that was. Like, what? Yeah. It's things like that where I'm just sitting here like, this is just stupid. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like, and, and that's what makes me think of, makes me think of, like, the MacGuffins, like, the Force healing and shit like that, mm-hmm. where I'm just sitting there. Or, like, how the Emperor's back. I, like, that's stupid. I would be curious, um, if Harry Potter didn't have its books, the books that people read, um, or even just, because a lot of kids I know, if they didn't read the books, they also just read fan fiction, or they read, um, online stuff. There was always new Harry Potter content. Mm-hmm. You know, J.K. Rowling was always a, so even if kids didn't read the books, they always had that stuff. Like, that would mm-hmm. give them character descriptions and blah, 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 blah. You're curious if there were only the movies? Well, I'm, well, I'm curious if if there were only the movies, would would it work? Especially with the later ones. Like, it's, I think I think one... I think I generally think up until four, um, I think they're fine. I think, I think you can... I think you can basically be like... I think three and four are fine. I think one and two are, are cute. I think they are... I think they are... Just as harmless and innocent as stupid and stupid as a fucking Scooby Doo movie or some shit. 
I don't. That's I don't fair. Like I mean, it. I, it's I, something I could see as an adult and be like, whatever. This is some dumb kid mm-hmm, shit, and mm-hmm. I can watch it and I can move on. It's not something that's going to irritate my head mm-hmm. or anything, but it's not something I'm ever going to ride home about or ever watch. Right. Whereas three and four, and I've actually grown on to four a little bit more okay. over the. Time. I saw you watching a little bit. On your, uh, it looks like you watched. Oh no, I, I showed my friend off a, a scene <laughs> that I thought was really dumb, uh, and that was <laughs> the only reason why I clicked on it. Um, but it, it, what if I just told you? I was like, no, I stopped at midway because I was like, this is shit. But um, uh, yeah, no, four and three, those ones are like all right, and then six and seven, pretty decent to me. Um, I will say this is one thing that that it, 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 I'm, remember, pull, I'm pull my ranking by the way. Yeah, Thank remember you, remember uh, where you were going if you were going to, into something else. I just wanted to mention this because I thought this was really funny. Um, if anyone can explain this to me, please do. But why do they like they break the like magic outside of Hogwarts rule multiple times, and then in Order of Phoenix they're just like, oh, we're gonna kick you out of Hogwarts now. For <laughs> and they just like randomly bring yeah. that up, and like like I said, it's just a plot convenience. That's like, something oh. that even that's something that even um, Harry Potter fans always make jokes about. And and, and on top of that, it's also the least noticeable thing he does. It's like, the only person who sees it is Dudley, who already knew he was a wizard, mm-hmm. and so nobody else saw it. And then, it's even funnier, because I don't know if they explain this in the movie. Oh, I don't remember. Also, sorry. Yeah. When I said um, Deathly Hallows Part 2 might be my least favorite, that's a lie. Um, no matter what, Order of the Phoenix is always my least favorite. Oh, okay. Phoenix is shit. Utter shit. Keep going. Um, but in Order of the Phoenix, I don't know, speaking of which, yeah. in Order of the Phoenix, I don't know if they explain this, but how does he end up going back to Hogwarts? Because they, like, kick him out, and then I don't remember anybody ever changing their mind. I don't remember anybody ever changing their mind or, like, saying it was, like, okay for you to come. Maybe somebody... Yeah, I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, no, wait, they considered him not guilty. That's right, because they they considered him not guilty because the the witness showed up. Okay, never mind, never mind. I'm I'm, I'm just forgetting shit. Forget. Because I forget all the scenes. All right, here's my ranking. You can give me your ranking after this. Okay. How long have we done this, by the way? This is, like, one of our shortest ones. Yeah, oh, shit. We can keep talking if you want. I just don't know how much this is. There. I mean, yeah, it's not that interesting of a franchise. And I know you hate that I bring up childhood, but it is hard. It is hard for me to be critical of these movies. Because really, we have more to say about like the prequels of Star Wars and that still childhood thing. That's Star Wars. Like Star Wars is my thing. Star Wars is like <laughs> like if you got if you if if my if Julia was back here right now, she would be going off. I asked her if she wanted to call in, and she said, no, I'd rather not. I don't want to get angry. <laughs> um, no, uh, she said she probably won't even listen to this one. <laughs> um, I ranked them. This was, I ranked these back in 2016 for my blog, grindhousereviews.blogspot.com. Uh, please follow. Still, I'm still using it. Um, this is when Fantastic Beast was coming out. Which we won't talk about those, but those those we can both agree are utter shit. Um, Fantastic Beast movies are bad. Especially the second one. I mean, I, I have, a, have a spot spot on the first one, but the second one is... One of the worst things I've ever seen, and it proves to me that. Um, uh, are those your notes? Yeah, nice. I wrote notes about each movie. Oh my god, I didn't. Uh, I didn't really look at them during this one. Or that. <laughs> Although I, I will say, I will say, um, uh, yeah, Crimes of Grindelwald is utter shit, and I think even fans of Harry Potter are like are dumb. I think it's kind of a unanimous decision. Everyone hates like everyone's like fucking. Like dumb. I don't like the first. Most one. people don't even like the first one. I, I, I think it's okay, but. Um, I rank the Harry Potter movies like this. I rank them from best to worst to best. Uh, number eight, I put uh, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Number seven, I put Sorcerer's Stone, the original. Do you think that would be replaced by part two? No. Um, probably not. Probably not. You'd probably because I could. I... Sorcerer's Stone is charming, but I don't really watch it that much, 
and I could watch part two more because it's still like a big unanimous. It's a big, yeah. it's a climax. It's a big like it's the Avengers. It's the, it is, it is, and it is like that was a big deal. So it probably, um, you know, I don't hate any of these though. I really don't. Like, sorry, I know you. No, do. no, no. I, I know. I know you're not going to. You're, I mean, like, even if it is, even if, even if at the lowest common denominator, at like an Order of the Phoenix, it's childhood love. Yeah, I still saw it. You're not gonna. Yeah. I think at the time, walking out. Of the I don't. Hate, I don't hate any of the prequels. I think walking out. Even of Attack of the Clones, I fucking give like an F on everything whenever I talk about it. I don't. I think when I walked out of Order of the Phoenix the first time, actually, I thought it was the best one. I think I thought every new one was the best one. Uh, after Shit. after Sorcerer's Stone, I'd say Chamber of Secrets is number. I said I said Chamber of Secrets is number six. Um, then I said number five is Death of Hallows Part Two. I might switch that. I don't know. Um, four was Death of Hallows Part One, which I think is a really underrated one. Um, Death I really Hallows Part One. D- yeah, t- no, Death of Hallows Part One might be my favorite. Yeah, I, I, I really, really like I really that like that one. one. I really like. I think it's really underrated, and I think that one slowly actually um, like Cosmonaut and Cosmonaut Variety Hour. He's a huge Harry Potter fan. And he said that Deathly Hallows Part One is his favorite one. Like he thinks. It's I, th- the, I think that one might be my favorite. The most emotionally obsessed. Number three, I put Half Blood Prince. I think is a really good one. Number two, number two. This is where I differ. Uh, I said Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, it's technically the best film. And number one's Goblet of Fire. And number one's Goblet of Fire because it's my personal favorite. I think. I think it's so interesting because I think that the only one I was ever emotionally invested in anything going on was Deathly Hallows Part One. Mm. Like I just think I saw the character. I love there's just specific scenes. That I'm just like, dude, how do people not like this? I'm like, is it just because it's it, just stupid? I like, like or boring to them. Like what? I like the Harry Potter movies that slow down. Well, that's the thing is that like I was I was like, I, when we talk about breaks, we talk mm. about times where they take breaks. The Deathly House Part One always gives you like this time just to be able to like be with these characters, mm-hmm. be able to spend time with them. I feel like I get more time with them when they're just outside of school than when they're in school. Well, that's why it's I crazy like, to me. That's why I like Prisoner of Azkaban to me, because Prisoner of Azkaban has these moments where he's not in class and he's not... He, he's sort of learning spells with Lupin or... I think are really wonderful. I, I love... I like the Buckbeak stuff. Oh my god, I love the... Oh my god, the, hippo, the Fly of the Hippogriff thing. Also, I want to say, definitely, um, Prisoner of Azkaban is one of John Williams' most underrated scores. Like, that score alone is... Gorgeous! It's the best of the three he did, uh, but it's amazing. The, yeah, the Buckbeak. I, I love. Yeah, I, mean, I love that whole, that, That's one of the. That might be my favorite subplot in the whole series. Yeah, because it's kind of like a subplot entirely. Like they introduce Buckbeak. They talk about. I wish they used him in, in the books and the movies. I wish they used. Yeah, him. that Buckbeak's. It was so interesting. I loved watching Harry Potter fly him, and then he gets back, and then they. Oh, that's so great. Executed, and it's that's like, like a wonderful like little moment. That's like probably one of the more iconic images of Harry Potter to me. Is him on the hippogriff. Yeah. Um, oh, it is when he reaches out both of his yeah, arms. I've seen that. That's yeah. a really nice scene. Yeah, it's no. a great scene. Um, I was enjoying Prisoner of Azkaban. And then Goblet of Fire, I like too for that reason when it when it does focus on like their just relationships and their family friends. Uh, Prisoner of a- you know, Hapless Prince does that, which I really like. Um, mm-hmm. Part one does it. Part two doesn't. Part two is just all the time. It doesn't even take take the moments that it it just, it just goes. Like I remember, I like to me the perfect. It's a, such a small moment, but like I cannot ex- like the Harry Potter books do not use swear words barely ever. Like they don't swear, they don't use. It's pretty. So I remember my dad reading the final battle of Hogwarts to me and my mom. We were both sitting there like, listen, my dad read it, and he was like, we thought he was making a joke. We thought he was quoting Aliens because he when says the when she because she because uh, um, Mrs. Weasley. Who gets the shaft in the final like three movies anyway? So before you see her, it's not even that big of a deal. Yeah. But in the book, she's a huge character, and she she goes up to Bellatrix, and it's all capital letters in italics. And Bellatrix is like super evil in the book too, and he, she goes, like, "Not my daughter, you bitch!" And my dad said that. We were like, my, and my mom was like, "Sean," and he's like, "That's what it says." 
is really cool. oh my god like that's so fucking cool and then we saw the movie i literally remember i can give you like i know the exact moment happened like it was happening beltrix is fine and she gets up and we're like oh, she's like not my daughter you bitch and I, we all look at each other my dad just goes He's like, fuck. He's like, that was like the most exciting. Like, uh, no. I would love to see like uh, Beatrix or whatever the fuck her name is, yeah. like fighting, fight, about to kill the daughter, and then the mom just kicks down the door and is like, "Not my that's daughter." What it was, that's she what comes it was. out with the loader. <laughs> well, I think I think uh, I think the way it was in the book too is like, it's like Beatrix is about to like the final blow on her daughter, and then a boom just comes up and she like walks out like a fucking boss it's just like not my daughter you bitch the goat bro like, <laughs> the goat of the series I know. Just, it was like so awesome on. but they yeah they don't do anything with it um it, that's the like, david yates does that a lot like in order of the phoenix too like serious black's death which was like like i remember on the way to the theater because my mom read the book to me and she was like oh serious black's death is going to be really like emotional are you ready i was like oh i'm so ready and it happened Oh yeah, it's like nothing. It's like nothing. It's like oh, okay. So oh. Who gives a fuck? So like so so that those are the ones I don't like. I don't like Death House Part Two to me is way too fast. Chamber Secrets Source are like more kids movies. And then Order of the Phoenix to me is like all the big moments of that book are done in this shitty horrible inserts where like they go through people pictures of like yeah. newspaper headlines. It's so bad. I could see if you read the book that Order of the Phoenix would like by far be the worst one because when I watched Order of Phoenix, I didn't hate it oh, yeah. it wasn't like the worst thing ever to me I kind of like just rated it down just the bottom ones to me it was never like I thought that one was like this one's the worst by far but I could see if you read the book and there was all these like major events because it's, it's 800 pages and they just skim through and they just, the sk- they just skip through it through and Umbridge is such an evil character I think it's horribly executed yeah it, Umbridge is so evil in the book and, she, and they got a great actor to play her in the movie but they just they just they just like really waster. I talk about how the uh, Harry's character arc, I say in quotation marks for this movie, is totally contradicts itself the whole time. It doesn't make any sense because I was saying earlier about how like he's supposed to be like all oh yeah, all he's, he's, like, yeah. he's like building up like an army, army? He's got yeah, all yeah, his yeah. friends. I'm yeah, like, yeah. what? I'm like, how's yeah. this? This is there's a complaint from a lot of Harry Potter fans that I I mean I do agree with is which is that Harry, while he is the chosen one, and while he is you know the the boy who lived. He can be really con- he can be really contradicting and also very um, self conceited, where 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 he doesn't. People will be like trying to help Harry, and he'll say, "This is my leave me alone. Like I have this." Yeah. And it's like there's a point a thing to him that he thinks like all his problems are bigger than anyone else's, and I love I I wish. There was a moment where a character, and they have it a little bit. Ron says it to him. Ron finally says it. I think Ron says it to him maybe twice in the final two movies. movies, Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's like, dude, this is our families. Like, we've lost things too. Don't think you haven't, that we don't have a dog in this fight. Like, we, you know, like, like Harry, like Ron's father was tortured, like, and, and, and basically made mute and, and horribly fucked up. Yeah. Bitten by the snake and shit, like like his like these people's lives have all been fucked up by this. This is not just you. Do not do not say that we don't have a, a, the right to fight in this battle. On top of that, it's like you're building up a fucking army right. of people in order of Phoenix, and yet you're still gonna especially like especially annoying about the order of Phoenix. But um, yeah, but yeah, no, I mean I I um, yeah. I, oh, I think the school's kind of fucked up. This is kind of more elitist. <laughs> yeah, I um especially the first movie. Oh my gosh, the Dumbledore is a fucking shithead. Mm-hmm. Fuck Dumbledore. Also, I I want to point out that they write Dumbledore for the first like three movies. He's like you know this like sweet caring caring guy, 
And then four and onward, he just he, screams and yells a lot, and he's so like mad. Well, all some the people. Time. Well, let me ask you this: There's, there's that Goblet of Fire clip that's hilarious. Oh, yeah. where it's in, like, in the book, it says, "You said calmly." He goes, Carrie, did you put your name in Godfrey? <laughs> <laughs> in the movie, because he just screams a lot. But, but that's gonna, that's another thing I wanted to ask you. Um, this is a big controversial topic. Who who is the better Dumbledore? The guy who dies after died after two. Or the guy they got to replace him for the rest of the movies? Probably the... I think the guy... The first two. Me too. Because I, I remember watching the first three, and I was like, oh, Dumbledore seems like a really sweet, caring... Yeah. Caring uh, dean of the school or whatever. And when I got into the later films, I was like, why is he written like... Like, he's like... And maybe it's the delivery. He's just yelling. He's yeah. he's always so mad. He's <laughs> he's always never giving a shit. He always has terrible excuses for why he doesn't give a shit. Like, when Order of the Phoenix is terrible. It's like... He's Even like, the way... He like, was like, I was avoiding you... Because Even, yeah. I didn't want you. That's right. Because isn't that the one where Harry keeps trying to talk to him? Yeah, and he, he always keeps, keeps walking. walking. It's yeah. like, why would he ever do that? That's yeah. not something I would ever think of Dumbledore doing. And then he has like some shitty ass excuse about it. And Dumbledore, I even think even the way it sounds in the movie in Death Hallows Part Two when he gives the big final like, um, you know, when you find out that the death was planned, the Severus and stuff. When it gets to the point when he's like, "Don't tell me you actually started to care for the boy." The way he makes a sound is like he doesn't give a shit. Like he doesn't give a shit about Harry to begin with. The way like that delivery is like, yeah. hold on. Like I mean, I know he's probably saying it like after all this shit you've given me about Harry, you actually care about him now. Yeah. But it's like the way it sounds makes him sound like Dumbledore is. There's care. quite a few character inconsistencies at times. There's yeah. there's things that characters say that are so out of character yeah. at times in this franchise. The um, uh, I was gonna say that I actually for the first two movies I was like I was like you know I was like I'm on Draco's side. I was like, fuck these people. I was like, these people suck. And like, and I'm not joking because, and it's funny because I would, I would totally be the one to look into this. I'd totally be the one just to watch it and just be like, be like, fuck this whole damn school. Like, I hate this fucking school. And it was, because uh, I was watching the first one and everybody's supposed to be like, oh my gosh, this is awesome because Slytherin's the bad guys. But I was like, no, fuck this. I was like, this is shit. But it was uh, Dumbledore at the very end and he's like, he's standing there. He's like, Slytherin has won with this many points. And then he like talks about Gryffindor's like fourth place, and then he just goes like, "But oh, that's right, I'm no. gonna bring in some additional points." And everybody's supposed to be like, "Oh yeah, Gryffindor." I was just thinking, I was like, "Yeah, no wonder Draco fucking hates these people." <laughs> I was like, "That's the shittiest thing ever." It's like, could you imagine sitting up on stage and they're like, "You won first place," and it's like, "Yeah, like we won," and they're like, "But." <laughs> well, it cracks me. Remind me of the La La Land and Moonlight thing, thing at the Oscars. It cracks me up when I see a picture of that that scene though, because they cut to the Slytherin people and the music's like da da da, and then suddenly we're like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, it's like, like that's the thing. Like they try to make them villains so bad, especially in the first two, and it's like they're just kids. I mean, they're just children. Like, and I, and then the, by the third movie, I just think like everybody on Slytherin is like a racist asshole, <laughs> and I'm just like, what? I'm like, I'm like, does the does the hat like analyze? Just go like, you're a racist. You go to Slytherin. <laughs> like, if you're racist, yeah. you go to Slytherin because they're all just like they're like I hate I hate Mugbloods. Like, well, that's around. that's kind of what I like about I guess. the so secret society thing confused the shit out of the Order me of until like the fourth movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, well, no, not the Order of the Phoenix, but like the fact that the all these wizards live in secret. Oh yeah, yeah. That confused the shit out of it. me until like the fourth movie because <laughs> the third movie. No, no, it was actually the third movie. Third movie is the first one that actually starts to explain some shit. Mm-hmm. Because I, 
I was like, what the hell? I was like, how are they doing? Because I, I didn't know if that... I remember the first train station they go to. I was like, I don't know if this is a human train station or a wizard train. Because <laughs> King's just, Cross, the most famous well, train were, station what, the well, they were, well, they were just at the they were just at the wizard's like town. Yeah. And then they go to this train station. Now it's human again? And I was like, what? Because the, they were buying all the shit. Oh, And yeah, then yeah, Hagrid's yeah. like, oh, you got to go to this train station. I was like, oh, so it's a wizard's train, t- train station. That's going to be cool. And then I get there. It's a human one. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, when do you get back to the human world? And then he hears somebody say muggles. And he has to like, go up and run up to them and ask them. I was like, okay, so it's a human one. And then they're running through walls they in front the of great line people. He goes up to the guy. He goes, excuse me, sir. Is this platform nine and three quarters? Nine and three quarters? What are you talking about? <laughs> nine and three quarters. <laughs> and yeah, I, they run through the walls in front of everyone. I was like, what the fuck is happening? I was so, I was so confused. And then... People were like, in three, they finally say like, oh, they can't see our bus. They can't, you know, there's certain things they can't yeah, see. Yeah. But and was, I was like, okay, thank God. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. like, I was like, thank you for explaining. Because I was so just like mind blown for like half of the first two movies. Mm. It was like the flying car flying around. And they're like, oh, we let people pass on using magic outside the school. Then order of Phoenix heads. And they're like, a cloud showed up and we're going to we're gonna expel you. I kind of like, though, in uh, Deathblood Prince, how we start to see um, what happens when magic attacks the real world because they have no idea what the fuck happened like like a, a building like a fucking bridge just breaks there's no like what the hell is going on and the, but we know that it's just death years playing that was one thing I was I was not a I liked the beginning of Half Blood Prince but I was um, I was very confused because I was like are they continuously attacking the real world mm-hmm. or is that just one quick attack and they just right. left and they don't ever really like elaborate on it yeah, it's it was just kind of a hook and and midway into the film, I was like, "Has the real world been getting attacked this whole time?" I was like, "They haven't. They haven't told me what's going on yeah. in the real world." And uh, I think it was just a quick attack, and they just left. But it yeah. was really confusing for me for a second. That's fair. Um, I was gonna. I was gonna say something. Oh, um, I did want to bring up. I'm gonna. I'm gonna explain about a scene that I love in Deathly Alice Part One. Yes, really quickly. Just from just from no, I, just, I was gonna say this earlier, and I completely forgot. But um, but this is the type of stuff I like. So there's a scene in Deathly Hallows Part 1 where Harry and Hermione are in a tent. And, you know, it's, it's pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. and, he, and he tosses... Plays the music? Yeah, and they toss yeah, the yeah. Hawcrox to the side because it's been such a burden on every single one of them because yeah. it makes you feel like hatred and it's like anger. the ring. Yeah, it's like the ring in a sense. And that might be a, that might be a little bit of an attachment I have to. The ring of power, not yeah, the horror yeah. film, the ring. Yeah, because <laughs> I was... I was thinking in my head, I was like, oh, this kind of reminds me of Lord of the Rings bit. And maybe that's why I like it a little bit. But whatever. That's another totally different topic. But Someday we'll probably do a Lord of the Rings podcast. But, yeah, you, they're, they're constantly wearing this Hawcrox. Weirdly enough, they wear it just like the What necklace. do you call it? Hawcrox. Horcrux. Horcrux. That's what it's called? Okay. Horcrux. Okay, Horcrux. But <laughs> they toss that to the... Yeah, so many fucking I know. I, know. I can't remember the LGBT... Actually, I can't remember Horcrux. <laughs> but, uh, but... I, they throw it to the side and they play some music and they just dance and there's not really a lot of talking it's just this really sweet scene I'm like oh this is great I was like this is like after all this like aggression and anger they've had towards each other they both acknowledge that their friendship is more powerful than anything and they yeah, throw this thing to the side it's and it's like this thing that's been causing so much anger and weight and, and if I wanted to be a logical asshole, which everybody's going to say I'm just a logical asshole to these movies. No, if I wanted to be a logical asshole, I'd say, why don't they just put the Hawcrocks on like a chest and carry it around? Right. That would be the shithead thing for me to say. But no, I get it. I know what the movie's going for. I don't give a shit. But um, whenever they're dancing around, it's just this really sweet scene that shows off how far their friendship has come and how they're able to overcome anything, including this stupid Hawcrocks that they, Horcrocks that they know is just, you know, it's just a burden that they have to get through to be able to defeat Voldemort. 
It's very sweet. Beautiful. And people are like, that's boring. This is a boring one. Yeah, people are like, oh, it doesn't have enough action for me. I love me. that. No, I, really, I really like part one. I think part one is is honestly the only one I'd call great. Wow, okay. I think it's the only one I'd actually say I would go back and rewatch it. Wow, that's and crazy. It's like, weird to think it's a part one of a... Uh, you know, it's I, would not re- I would not watch part two. I wouldn't give a fuck. I don't give a shit about it. Can care. I... Yeah. <laughs> Can Sorry. I? Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you. Do you know the plot of the Cursed Child? No, I know it takes place like years later. I'm gonna tell it to you, and I want you to know. I want want to hear your reaction because I can see you being the. Just from my, just from what I tell you. Okay. Okay. Go for it. Because a lot of the things you complain about, like this is set up, this doesn't. Just hear me out. I'm not saying this is good. Uh, Albus Severus. It takes place literally right after the book, first book ends. He get, he gets right to Hogwarts, right? Right after what book? The, the original Harry Potter, like Deathly Hallows ends. It begins right when that starts. Like it be, they get they're at Hogwarts by the time the movie starts. The, by the Who's time at the Hogwarts? Starts. Albus Severus, Harry's kid. Okay, so the ending so, of Deathly Hallows. They send him. Oh, it starts oh, the on of the, the train. Movie. It okay, starts on the okay, train. Okay, okay. And he meets a, a bunch of friends. And all this and these kids, they the, the, the sorting hat. His buddy gets ha- Gryffindor. But he goes up. He gets Slytherin. He gets Slytherin. Okay. His dad told him, oh, the, the account, he gets Slytherin. And this begins a really, uh, this begins a anger with his dad. Because he's like, you told me that they would take my idea into account. And that's the beginning of kind of, the whole book is kind of like Harry Potter might not be a great dad. And he starts to kind of fucking like have a real resentment for his dad because of this. Mm-hmm. So he's in Slytherin. Um, and he, you know, over time, you know, stuff happens, goofy shenanigans happen. Um, Harry is now uh, uh, Hermione is the minister of Ma- is the minister of magic is the prime minister uh, okay. and um, Harry works for her okay. as her like main si- side and um, an old man keeps coming into um, Harry's office at night when the kids are asleep saying you owe me you owe me this you have to um, I don't I don't remember even what, what it is I think it's um I don't. He, but he owes he owes him something, right? And he finds out that that old man is Cedric Diggory's father. He keeps coming back saying, like, you know, my son died for you, and you keep treating me like shit. You keep treating us, you know, like apparently he's not signing some sort of bill. He wants him to sign. So, and it's getting really contentious. And so Harry, so Harry's son decides finds the time turner, and he goes back in time to try and save Cedric Diggory. But it fucks up completely. And Voldemort comes back with him. And so Voldemort is now in the modern day. God. And that's kind of... But but there's also, like... But the thing that fucking ruins it, the thing that people hate, is that Voldemort somehow had a daughter. And that's where it gets, like, Palpatine had a kid. Yeah. And it's like, who the fuck fucked Voldemort? Yeah. <laughs> and when did Voldemort have a kid? And that's where it gets stupid. I thought he was, like, sterile. I thought so, too. But they go back... <laughs> um, they go back and uh, to he's with the time turning he decides, at some point I think he decides to go back the night Harry died he's like I'm gonna kill Voldemort and they stop his son like no you, like you have to like this has to happen if this doesn't happen this would you wouldn't be alive and you know blah, blah, blah. and it's like but it's pretty crazy but people hated the Voldemort daughter thing but I think that's really the only thing that's really terrible about it I think it's actually kind of an interesting like I like the idea of bringing back Cedric's dad and I like the idea of like telling that small plot and using it as a big jumping point for them. Yeah, I mean, what was the other thing? There was another thing that you said that I was like, oof, that sounds dumb, but it was the, um, 
I think just bringing back bringing back Voldemort. Yeah, it was it was it was a little much. It, it still was like come on. But um, uh, I mean, I don't mind the idea of him like resenting his dad or like diving into the idea of like having the chosen one as your father might not be. The That's best the best stuff. Dad. Yeah. Up up until I like the idea of having the time turner. It's when they start going back in time and Voldemort has a daughter and they like have a big fight with Voldemort years before you know and it's like oh that's where it gets that's a little goofy it's like uh, that's kind of dumb oh no no it's even dumber than that like I think someone disguises themselves as Voldemort I I don't remember it's really the poly juice it's really weird it's yeah no it's what it is I think they pull off a piece of his hair oh wait he doesn't have hair (laughs) I don't remember what happened it it was I I literally it's the book's about this big I read it in a day because it's a script it's not a book it's a script so I just I was like that that was fun and then I looked online. I was like, "Oh, that was kind of fun, stupid, but you know, goofy, fun." And I looked up and I was like, "That was the worst piece of shit I've ever." I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> like blood, Harry Potter. Better than Crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it sounded like kind of cool. And then you mentioned Voldemort coming back, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, no, I know." And it, it doesn't sound. It's just not necessary. I just don't care. No, it's, and, and, and let me first of all say it is really like meant to be like fan fiction it's not it's it's just a it's it's, it's it's just, it's just a way to make it's like the the broadway play apparently is incredible like visually is one of the most amazing broadway plays ever but it's just meant to be a fun little thing it's not meant to be maybe i'll see it if i go to oh, yeah. I'm, it I'm, was way better than the movie I'm, i might i might try to go to like nyu as a college if, I if do. broadway is still around at that point people ever if we're allowed to go to I'd go to Broadway. See shows. During the coronavirus. They allow like one person per show and it's just you and Harry Potter. (laughs) Woo! Woo! Yeah! Woo! They're all just like, I'm like, Reperioso! Everyone's wearing their like masks on stage so you can't hear what they're saying. Yeah. Oh, everybody on stage is wearing masks? Oh, that'd be great. I'd I'd watch, I'd pay for that. (laughs) I'd pay hundreds of dollars to watch movies where everyone's just wearing masks. The big Voldemort guy in a costume with a big mask (laughs) on. They'll totally make a cursed child movie. Oh, I, oh, oh! It is. It's gonna happen. I know. I know. And like, give it like ten years. They're gonna wait till they're old enough, and they're gonna be like, "Now is the time." Once, once, once people people my age have more kids, and those kids are our age. Yeah. J.K. Rowling's gonna be sitting back in her chair and be like, "Long have I waited." You know, what cracks me up is that J.K. Rowling. Like, people are so pissed at J.K. Rowling right now that they're making apparently um, some studios making a Harry Potter RPG game. That I'm really excited about. Yeah, um, no, no, that sounded cool. But uh, but they really, one of the selling points from the developer, J.K. Rowling has minimal involvement. <laughs> like, how sad is that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> People, first, nobody wants her to be involved. Like cool. Does it, do you know when it takes place? So um, I think it, I think it's meant. Everything? I think it's. I don't know if it's like meant to be like. I think it's like during the movies or like after. I don't know. All I know is that it's kind of like. I think it'd be kind of cool to make one before or after the movie. I think it's. I think it might be before because I, I think they said it's like Harry Potter has nothing to do with it. It's just you're a student That's of Hogwarts. Cool, and That's you awesome. Get to make your own adventure. Yeah, it'd be like bully except with the spell. Yeah, it'd be awesome. I'd love it. You'd, you'd be like a Slytherin if you like run up to Dumbledore, like shoot a spell in his face, and run out of the room, and they're like, "Send everybody!" You would like Snape right now, <laughs> chasing awesome. you. That would be amazing. I would love it. Right. My um, going into it, my official ranking. Oh, yes. Because my um, my stomach hurts, so fuck this. But um, would be going off right off the top of my head. From worst to best. Sure, whatever. Um, <sighs> two, because I was so fucking bored out of my mind for an hour of the film that I literally just lost interest in the rest of it. Maybe if I rewatched it, I'd enjoy it more. Maybe one. Yeah, probably one. So one, two? One, two, four. 
Oh, what? sorry, five, 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 what? five. Is right. it's like... I always get Order of the Phoenix and Goblin okay, Fire okay, mixed okay. up. One, two, so... Um, one, two, five. Oh, wait, shit. No, probably one... They're, they're all kind of... These four are tied for me. So it's like one, two, five, and then part two. Okay. Those are like just all tied. That's kind of where I'm they're at. Pretty, they're pretty... They're just awful. I don't give a shit. <laughs> and then these are the ones I actually like semi-give a shit about. So it's like... Then you got... Then you got four. That one's like... Pretty better. Pretty, pretty going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Even though they have a whole subplot involving a prom that means it kind of comes out of nowhere, but whatever. Just fun. Who gives a fuck? Fun. Um, and then three. Okay. And then six. And, and then, then seven. seven part two. Yeah. Well, part one. Part one, sorry. Yeah. I would give I would give uh, Half Blood Prince and Prisoner of Basketball a seven out of ten, and I give part one an eight. What? That's pretty seven out of ten. For how negative you sounded, that's pretty. That's that's fair. That's definitely fair. Yeah. I mean, I I might give. What would you give the franchise as a whole? Let people know that. What would you give the franchise? Oh, as a rating, yeah. like a four or five. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Especially with the especially with the conclusion, okay. just kind of ass. Okay. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'd go. I'd say um, my worst would still be five, then one, then two, then seven, part two. Um, then it might be the same as I wrote it. Yeah, so seven, then seven part one, uh, Half Blood Prince, Prisoner of Azkaban, and then the Goblet Fires over. All right, what is your recommendation? Because I gotta take a shit. Uh, we are doing next week. We are doing three Akira Kurosawa films. Which ones? We are doing Rashomon. Okay. Uh, Yojimbo. Okay. And then those are both in Criterion. Okay. Um, and then uh, the last one is not so much real, but I want to do Ran, which is his last film. Okay. In nineteen eighty-five or six, I think. All right. Cool. Sounds great. Harry Potter sucks. All yeah, right. I cool. love Harry Potter. I still love Harry Potter. Sorry. Sorry. Tom, right. I got so mad about it. Make Curse of Child movie happen. Petition started. All right. <laughs> cool. Sounds good. Talk to you later. Gotta go take Bye. a shit.